<laughs> hey, it's your old pal Slim, and you're listening to Faves, an upbeat talk show about our favorite things. In this special episode, comics feminism and six-pack abs expert Tia Vasiliu joins the show to eat chicken wings for the very first time. Not just regular old wings, I'm talking Korean fried chicken wings. We also discuss gathering stylish people for a fashion zine, having her writing published in prose and comic cons, as well as the short-sightedness of viewing comic books as just superhero comics. Enjoy! I'm scared. <laughs> what a big day. Are you excited? I'm terrified. Oh my God. So we're sitting in New York City and you have right in front of you two containers of uh, Korean fried chicken. Indeed. And you have never had wings of any kind like this. Period. Never. I've never eaten chicken wings. Oh my God. I know. Well, look, Okay. I do not approve of messy food, right. first of all. Yeah. Uh, I do not really eat fried food. Why is that? Well, because um, it's bad for you. You don't do anything at all that's bad for no, you? No, I or do things that are bad for me. Like, I just, you know, I don't know. It, there's too much about chicken wings that don't appeal to me, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't. If I'm going to eat bad for me food, it's usually sweets. Do you um, eat spicy food? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine What's with spicy food. What's your favorite spicy food? Um, okay. So when I was in grad school, mm -hmm. I would always get this pho that was really, really spicy. I would go to this place so frequently that when I was away for the summer for like three months on a research trip when i came back the dudes that worked at this place were like oh my god we were so worried we thought you were dead where have you been <laughs> so what was your thinking when i when we first started talking about this i think this might have been your idea yeah i feel like this is actually years in the making mm -hmm. because i'm always making fun of you for yeah. your chicken wing thing so do you know much about korean fried chicken no how it's uh like double fried so oh, it's great. different than american fried chicken <laughs> in that you know like American fried chicken, they kind of like layered up with flour and then put it in the deep fryer. Uh -huh. So there's like this thick kind of like coating of that fried portion. And then sometimes if they don't cook it right, the chicken's like not done. I have to put it back in. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so Korean fried chicken uh, is a bit different. So they, they don't season it at all. They like put it in the deep fryer for like 10 minutes with a little bit of flour and starch and then they take it out and then it sits and then they'll put it back in for another round and then when they come out then they put like the sauce on like the hot sauce or the sweet and tangy okay so like korean fried chicken just kind of has like generally two things so there's like a sweet and tangy one and there's just kind of hot right so what i have in front of you is both so i have a uh soy garlic sauce one okay. and then there's hot and spicy okay and then i also got um not really wings not not wings at all but there's like um pot stickers which are just oh. kind of like a nice little sure. app we can snack Sounds on nice um okay and so like how are these different because the sauce that seems to be the thing that mm. people really are into about chicken wings because like the wing part of the chicken 
like this is another reason why I never ate chicken wings. It just seems like so much work for not that much. <laughs> and so like if the sauce is the thing because mm. like the chicken part, like that's not the, even the good part of the chicken. Like why would you eat that? So like, you know. Why, why bother? It sounds sauce, like your question is just like, why bother? The sauce <laughs> seems like the thing here. The sauce is the big thing. Okay. And in general, like Korean uh, fried chicken, there are smaller portions. It's not like a big ham hock of a piece of chicken that you're getting <laughs> and that you take one bite and like the whole fried part comes off and you're like, ah, damn it. Um, so it's smaller and you get, they're like more bite size. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, so we ordered from Bonchan. I ordered from Bonchan. Uh, Cause this is like my favorite wing place in the city. Uh-huh. And I don't know this, the hot is, is very good. So like my wife, Amanda prefers the soy garlic. Uh-huh. So does James actually. Um, but the hot is, I don't know how to describe it. It's just very potent and it's slow and it kind of like builds up, but there's just something about their chicken. And I guess wings in general that even though I think it's hot and like, Oh shit, this is hot. I'll like come back for more mm-hmm. in like a few minutes. There's just something about this kind of food that makes me just keep coming back and enjoying the experience of eating these wings. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like people are into eating chicken wings as a as an activity mm. more than as a food. Yeah. Or like as a cultural thing, like it goes with certain things mm-hmm. like sport events and whatever. It, yeah, it's funny you say that because in, I think in South Korea, they... There's a name for it, but it's essentially wings and like beer. Like they pair Mm -hmm. like any kind of like Korean wing place you go to, they'll have like a beer or a, I can't remember the other name for it, but it's, they don't really treat it as a meal. It's just kind of like uh, an activity or a snack with friends and they don't really view it as like a full meal, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. No, I, um, I was actually recently out to dinner with a friend who just ordered chicken wings as like their meal. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I guess. (laughs) I mean, that's what I do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So why don't why don't we just take Should a peek? The the room is permeating with it the is. smell. I walked of, in and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> almost walked out immediately. <laughs> so the big one, obviously, is the wing. So okay. why don't you why don't you pop that bad boy open? Here we go. We're doing it. What a day to wear my skinny jeans that I just got out of the dryer. <laughs> You're also wearing uh, what looks to be the Spinal Tap uh, shirt as well. This goes up to 11. Uh, yeah, and your, your guns are out blazing. They're ready to annihilate some wings. Abs. <laughs> the abs are out. They'll, abs. Be, they'll be gone in about five minutes. Here we go. We're opening. Oh, look, there's like compartments. Yeah. Mm. And the... The way like you can describe Korean fried wings, it's like a thinner, it's a thinner mm-hmm. crisp, but it's way more crispy than a regular kind of buffalo wing. Um, it's, it's like more a, crispy. Than yeah, it's more crispy. Wing. That's how they get it with the double fried. Gotcha. And then it's like, a, I think they call it like a paper crisp or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so you should be able to tell which are the hot, the hot ones will be a little bit more red. Yeah. I so can those tell ones that are the, the hot these ones. These are a little more red. So should I save those for last? Cause I think that's kind I think of so how too. you want to yeah, do I that. I think you maybe start with the soy garlic. Okay. And I didn't get us plates. We don't have no. plates because yes. Slim is. Uh, I got everything but plates. We also don't like have any sort of. <laughs> Who needs it? <laughs> situation to clean your you hands. You just did a hand motion <laughs> into the mic, <laughs> which didn't quite translate. <laughs> um, I when we first conceived of this, I asked if I could eat with a knife and fork. There are there there are plastic silverwares, but I think the experience of eating yeah. a wing okay, is very much with the it. hands. I'm going to take one. I'm taking a soy garlic okay. one. Okay. 
So there are ways there's like there's like advanced ways of eating wings in that you can pull that apart. Take a whiff. She just took a smell. Yeah. No, how's it smell? I like the garlic smell. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. There's ways to eat wings. I won't tell you how to do it, but they like they twist at the end. So like the meat just kind of like pulls off one side, but that you're generally doing the right thing there. You can kind of just pull that off and put it aside and come back to it um, or take a little nibble. Okay, so I, there's like a lot of uh, coating. Yes. Where's the actual chicken? Can I taste just the? Coating? Yeah, go ahead. Or here, I know. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the platonic ideal of a first bite first. Okay, that's a bone. I just dropped it on the desk. <laughs> Your reaction to it dropping was like a bomb going off. <laughs> I'm just gonna pull this little yeah, pull tiny bone right off. Can I do that? Yeah. Get that out of the way. Okay, here we go. Sorry to chew into the microphone. That's what the people want to hear. I know. Okay. Impression of my first bite. The chicken is really good, like juicy. I didn't expect that. The moistness. Yeah. But it just tastes like oil. It it tastes like a lot of oil in the banchan sauce because they coat it. They like brush it once they're done Mm -hmm. um, with their sauces. Okay. So that's for sure going to be a part of, of this kind of wing. Got it. I just tasted the just the coating part alone, mm-hmm. and I can taste the sort of soy in the background. Yeah, yeah, but um, I'll have one too. Yeah, have some. Can't just sit here and not eat a wing. <laughs> this makes me sick. So, what were you expecting? Upon your first bite, did you have any expectations? Um, I thought that it would be like super salty and that that would be like the overpowering flavor because mm-hmm. that's kind of my, I don't know, uh, prejudice against <laughs> wings is that it's just like, you know, bar food that makes you want to drink yeah. beer. But there actually is more flavor than I expected. Like mm-hmm. I can kind of taste this way. I wish the garlic were a little punchier, to be honest right. with you. I don't hate it. (laughs) It's a good first step. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, like, I don't think I could eat much of these because how they are super oily. It's like 300 calories in your hand right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just put it down. (laughs) It's not that many, but. Do you eat this part? I usually chew around that part and see if, if I want to get the um, so the, the this, fried part. You don't have to. The, this part that I'm holding up, I guess, okay, if you could describe a chicken wing as like a J, mm-hmm. right? And then there's the like upright part and then the little like yeah. curvy bottom tail part. So I'm holding up that little bottom part and it seems like it's mostly just fried bone. Yeah, you could you could put that aside. Okay, let's do that. But yeah, no, like I'd, I expected the, like the chicken to be gristly and kind mm-hmm. of like poorly cooked and I expect it to just be like overwhelmingly salty. And yeah, there's 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 so many different kinds of wings. Mm-hmm. And I know when we first talked about doing this episode, Kara chimed in. You know, Kara is oh, an yes. expert in, well, buffa- in buffalo wings. I mean, she went to college in Geneseo. <laughs> so there, you can get kind of like, you know, breaded wings that are maybe not not really covered in so much sauce, but it's like a breading. You can get those at like diners a lot of the time um, or bars. And then you can also get the kind of, you know, 
drenched in buffalo sauce where like you're mm, pulling it right. off the thing and yeah. it's like it's like drenched in it and there's just so many different varieties um but for whatever reason korean fried wings i've like become so attached to as like one of my preferred ones just because of the the crispiness of them is like such a draw like i love kind of that like you get like half of an american fried chicken and been like you know and an actual wing it's just very different yeah i mean i appreciate that i'm not taking a big bite of fried flour you know what i mean like i kind of i there's more actual chicken Mm -hmm. to the chicken wing than i expected uh but yeah maybe with the spicier one i'll be more appreciative of that like Mm. hit of oil to kind of balance it out but for this i feel like it over i would i wish i had more flavor more Mm -hmm. because when i take a little bite of just the coating it's really good but then like when you get it all together it kind of gets lost what's your favorite food Hmm. What is my favorite food? Oh my gosh. Do you have, you don't have one? Like if you're at home and you need to eat, like, what do I get right now? I mean, look, I, (laughs) it depends. It really depends. I guess lately I've been super into, um, I make these little parfaits with vegan plain yogurt. So like not flavored, um, so it's not sweetened at all. And I think it's made of like cashews and coconut cream. Oh my God. And then I put, As I eat this wing. <laughs> and I layer it with blackberries and vanilla almond butter. Mm. It's really good. Wow. Sounds consuming. Time consuming. No, you just no? like layer it all together. My other favorite thing that I've been eating lately is chocolate covered frozen strawberries. Mm. Those are good. That's very good. Yeah. I like sweets. I tend to like sweets. Yeah. If Amanda sometimes puts, um, she makes chocolate covered strawberries and puts them in the fridge. Mm-hmm. I like, they'll be gone in like 10 minutes. Yeah. As soon as they're hardened in any way, <laughs> shape or form. If I'm being decadent though, like if I'm like eating junk food, definitely cake. <laughs> what kind of cake? <laughs> um, I mean, the only cake I really disapprove of is like red velvet cake, which mm. tastes like I, I, some people can taste red food dye. I can taste red food dye. Mm. So to me, red velvet cake tastes like chemicals. But um, yeah, no, I love, I don't like frosting though. So on a cake period, just, like even I don't like, yeah, I love the whole like naked cake <laughs> trend. <'cause> like, yes. <laughs> Should we try the hot? Yes. Let's, let's do the hot. In. Okay, here we go. So these are slightly more red. Oh, you can smell that they're mm-hmm. spicier. Oh, yeah. What kind of spice do they use? I think there's Korean chili peppers. And then okay. a lot of places use like a red pepper paste Expertly that they put together. Twisting. There you go. Expertly twisting here. I catch on fast. And I'm just going to pull this little bone out again. God, it's like crackling. Look at that. That is a that is a clean bone. Look, Look at you, that. You I, can tell it's fresh because the bone isn't like darkened at all. Mm-hmm. So, All right. There is a lot of coating on this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Here we go. Where's like the most meat here? <laughs> kind of. All right. Now I'm just going to go for it. Let's do it. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. these. I think that the amount of grease on these wings needs that really strong spice to kind of to cut and they it. balance each mm-hmm. other out really well. And you're right, it is kind of a slow development yeah. that's happening, but it's not 
it's not sometimes things are so spicy that you're just on fire and you can't actually taste anything Mm -hmm. but this actually is just enough spice that you still have flavor and you it's like the because the chicken is really moist it's just kind of like hot and buttery it's really good yeah although it was only your first bite so we'll see how that progresses I was looking up like goofy research on fried chicken and mm-hmm. there was one piece of information that I found um, that the chicken, that the chicken, this is like 20,000 years ago, allegedly that the chickens were thought to be, they were thought to predict the future since they were the only animal to say when it was daybreak. So they were treated mm-hmm. like godlike creatures essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course they ate them. Sure. That's how you absorb their power. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. So, so how does it feel now after uh, the whole wing? The spice level is staying pretty consistent for me. Mm. I'm not feeling overwhelmed by it. It's really pleasant and um, tasty. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the the spicy ones. Good. Good. I'm also starting to feel a little sick to my stomach because I have not eaten this much greasy food (laughs) in like recent memory, (laughs) but I I would go back for more. Would or would not? I would go back for more spicy ones. Your body is probably in full-on revolt right now. It does not <laughs> know what's happening. happening. <laughs> what is with the amount of grease that you're putting inside yeah, me? Yeah, these are... Um, also, I have... This is like my breakfast, so... <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate breakfast. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I I would say if I were... If if I were socializing and mm-hmm. we were going to Bonchon, I would have a spicy chicken nice. and I would enjoy it. Okay. So does this open you up to maybe trying like a Buffalo wing at a bar or like a hot wing elsewhere? Or is it still kind of like maybe like sixth or seventh on your list of, of buys? I mean, if I were going to eat something bad for me, mm. it would have to be really, really good. And so like for you to go out of your way to curate this experience of like, and uh, you know, the best example of it mm-hmm. that's worth it but if i were at a random bar like people someone someone trusted would have to really like recommend yeah hard that i go for it because mm-hmm. you know if i'm gonna indulge it has to be worth it <laughs> so what do you have to do now to work off these wings that you just ate oh yeah like- <laughs> so <laughs> tonight i have um i have boot camp so how long is a boot camp class is an it an hour. hour it's an hour yeah Do you have like a heart rate monitor or do you track any of that stuff when you work out? You know, I really should because I know that like the calorie um, burn estimates on the machines are totally bunk. Not, yeah, Mm. not accurate, but, um, you know, I figure like I kind of just try to go by my own ability. So like if I can, um, if I can push myself further, I do, I basically, Mm -hmm. I basically just go until I can't go anymore. And then I will, you know, kind of give myself a minute until I can start again right. and do that until I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> you were, uh, you were just at a comic con and you were doing, you're planning like a fashion zine for people in the comics community. How did that come about? Well, um, my friend Hope Nicholson of Bedside Press, uh, and is, we're, you know, we're very interested in fashion and mm. beauty. And there are so many people in comics who are really, really stylish. And we were just thinking that, uh, you know, it would be, it would be really interesting to kind of gather together a bunch of really cool, stylish people and, um, just kind of celebrate their creativity and you know sometimes it is part of their work 
you know, like, but sometimes it's just who they are. Mm. And, you know, so it's not necessarily about like character design and, and, you know, that sort of thing. It's really just more about like personal expression on your body and, um, you know, Mm. I was just thinking about, um, personal expression and how it connects perfectly to half double design, not your granny's crochet. Amanda sitting by the phone waiting for your order on a custom scarf, blanket, sweater, hat. The winter's just around the corner. You need to be ready for your upcoming fashion zine, no matter the season. And you won't regret it. Halfdoubledesign.com for more. We did uh, some photography. I saw. Yeah, at TCAF. And we had um, people, you know, submit their own pictures if they weren't there and it's coming together outside of yourself who's the best dressed person that you've seen in a comic <laughs> socially um because you generally go all out oh yeah the nightlife oh yeah you know i will never forget erica henderson's outfit that she wore at the eisner's when squirrel girl one that was amazing mm. i saw you just did an episode two of uh the i read comic books podcast uh who was a special guest Chris Sabella. Chris Sabella. Love him. That was a great episode. Oh, he's such a good boy. He's what's, a good sweet boy. What's the status on your mansplaining podcast? We heard whispers <laughs> of it last last podcast. I wanted to do this so badly and then like no one was game for it. Really? No one wanted to do it. So what's the pitch again for this podcast idea? That I just wanted to get men to explain their favorite comics to me that have the word man in the title. And I had no intention of reading these books or anything. So it would just literally be me like, you know, bemusedly asking questions while someone like, you know, earnestly explains to me something that they love. They love. <laughs> I didn't, when you first told me about it, I didn't realize that you weren't going to read it. Oh no, no. So yeah. now it sounds even more like, yeah. <laughs> now I understand why men would not agree to it. Just sort of vaguely nagging them about their favorite things. <laughs> And then just probably like slowly trashing it through the course of the interview. Like, well, that sounds really dumb. No, no. Actually, like what I was hoping the conclusion of every discussion would be would would be more like, um, you know, that there is there is a difference between mansplaining and genuinely loving something so much that you just want everyone else to like love it and you can't stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. I I love when people are excited about stuff. Like I love, even if I don't know anything about it, I don't care about it. It's like, tell me, tell me, you're, you know, give me your excitement about this because that's, I think when people are at their best, it's just fun to be around, Mm -hmm. you know? Plus you will tell someone if they're mansplaining something to you. Oh yeah. It's a a positive trait (laughs) that I've experienced firsthand. But I do think that particularly in comics spaces, um, you know, it's a really sensitive thing, like, because the whole fake geek girl thing is really toxic. And, and I, I personally have like zero patience for being treated that way. But I do think that sometimes there's just, uh, sometimes it's, it's, there are people who like, I'm willing to assume that they have the best intention, Mm -hmm. right. And that they, and that they may not, necessarily realize how that that's what they're doing and so i thought it would be nice to have like a controlled safe environment where you could kind of tease out the difference between like i'm gonna fake geek girl mansplain to you Mm -hmm. 
and I just really love this thing and I'm going to tell you all about it. Yeah. You know, it should also serves an educational purpose too. Sure. Like, like please... how many, how many like podcasts are out there that kind of educate middle-aged men on what some things they can say can be damaging. Right. To other sure. Women? Like, yeah. T- you know what? Strike up a conversation with me at the comic shop. I love to talk about comics with people, mm-hmm. but maybe there's a way to do that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> maybe there's a right and wrong that you're just not aware of yet. It's going for another oh, spicy yes. chicken wing. Oh, yes. going back in. Go in for another one. So now, not only do you have your fashion scene that you're working on, but you also have another, you're included. <gasps> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. In a book that Hope is putting together, Pros and Comic Cons. It comes out next week. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. when, or is already out by the time this posts. Oh, cool. Yeah. That has some big names outside of yourself. Brian Bendis is included. Teeny Howard. Kieran Gillen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what's the pitch for that? It's basically an anthology of prose and comics that is uh, just professionals in comics talking about experiences that they've had at Comic-Cons. What's your all-time favorite uh, Comic-Con experience? Do you have one? Or is it, that's not the one in the book, is it? No, in the book, I talk more generally about, um, like, why I am so fucking extra at shows. (laughs) Like, I, like, why I wear high heels Uh for, you know, 15 hours a day and and how, you know, it really comes from a a place of, of insecurity and, like, being, you know, feeling really anxious and, Mm. and sort of, um, like, I, you know, everyone has imposter syndrome, right? And the way that I deal with it is just by looking really put together. And <laughs> and in a way, it's meant to fool other people. But the truth is that other people don't actually think about you that much. It's really just to fool myself mm. into and And it works because, like, I, I sort of trick myself into thinking that I'm actually that confident and wonderful and fabulous. And so then I act that way. And then people, you know, see it becomes a thing where like that actually is how you are. But, but then I also, I also talk a little bit about how, you know, you kind of have to be careful not to start to think that you can only be your best self when you're like dressed up or, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're like engaging in this behavior that, uh, that it's, uh, it's a thing that you do not a thing that you are. Mm. Can't wait to read it. Thank you. So I think you'll be able to buy that on Comixology, on Kindle, and there's going to be on print too, right? In It comes out from Dark Horse. Oh, sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did see that. Do you have a favorite uh, convention that you've been to recently that's like now your number one con to go to? Emerald City Comic Con. I still have never been there for that one. Seems like the chillest, most down-to-earth convention from like everyone that I've talked to. I think part of the reason for that is it's like the first big con of the year. So we've had this like winter drought and we're all really starved for interaction with, with human beings. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of us maybe live in places where the winter really fucking sucks. And like Seattle's pretty nice in March. Mm-hmm. So you just feel like really, really invigorated and happy to be somewhere with nice weather and yeah. cool people. And also I think that Seattle, downtown Seattle is like really well suited for for a convention like they they have a whole floor that's just artist alley which is really great and the hotels are all really close like you could walk everywhere the downtown area has a lot of restaurants and there's pikes and you know there's a central hangout location so it's just it's easy to have fun there Mm -hmm. i guess is how i would describe it and i think that the programming is always really good and this year we did a 
there was the uh, Wickdove bombsheller party that was amazing. And uh, so there's like always something fun going on there. What's one of your most recently read comics that you would recommend to somebody outside of Wickdove? <laughs> <laughs> I really loved um, Mr. Miracle. Tom King. Yeah. There's that one issue where they go around LA. They think it's his last day. And oh God, it just murders me. <laughs> I've not, I haven't finished uh, Mr. Miracle. I wish it had been 15 issues instead of 12. I think it needed like just a couple more at the end, hmm. but overall, um, yeah, that's, I think one of my most recent faves. Have you read his Batman stuff? No. Cause I just don't give a fuck about Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in to find out more on your mansplain podcast or someone who loves Batman. No, I mean, but this is, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Why do people like Batman? Explain this to me. I just, someone, someone come explain this to me. I don't know if people would like Batman if they didn't, like, if you're, let's say you're a 30 year old and you're now entered into our, like, our modern time, would you seek out a Batman comic book? Like, you know, if this, you if yeah. you haven't had any kind of visceral connection to that character as a youth, I or mean, even in like the movies, would you really seek it out? The concept is fairly ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or even Superman. Like, can you imagine growing up being like the current movies being your first introduction to Superman? Like, who gives a crap? <laughs> why would you? Yeah. Why would you ever track something down? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was a interesting stat, somewhat related to like the comic book industry you know, probably has the same amount of people, the same aged people. Like if you grew up reading comics, you're still reading comics. So like the average yeah. age of a comic book reader is probably way higher than it was 30 years ago or whatever. Um, but I was listening to a Stern interview with Conan and he had a stat that said, he's like, you know what the average age of my listeners were when I was on radio was 37. You know what the average age of my listeners now when I'm on Sirius is 37. So he's gotten like another generation of people mm. to track him down. And I thought that was so fascinating for him to reinvent himself, which he has, and do like in-depth interviews with um, celebrities. But man, that's so difficult to do. Comics can't even do that. You know what? That's I think comics does do it. Just Batman doesn't do it. Yeah. You know, like if you think comics is Batman and Superman, then, then yeah, you're going to have a really myopic view of things. But I think that um, like middle grade books and graphic novels, like Scholastic's killing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know. Nobody in mainstream comics ever considers the book market and like what that group of creative those writers are doing. Yeah. And it's like that I think that we are bringing in a lot of new readers. I just think that they're like 12 and they don't give a fuck about Batman. You know what I mean? Like, um, they want to so. read like stuff about their age. They want to read like a Harry, Harry Potter or whatever, but like, you know, my son's reading dog man. Yeah. I was going to say like, you have, you have a little boy. He and, loves dog man. Yeah. So I, I sort of, I feel bad for people who think that, the comic book industry is shrinking or in danger or dying because like because people aren't reading batman just like look up yeah you look know? around yeah look past your own sweaty body <laughs> to find something else <laughs> i think um you know the movies did a lot for visibility of comics right but um i wish that the companies that own the rights to those characters in print would try to understand a little bit more what was um accessible mm -hmm. about them in the movies besides just obviously like 
distribution. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there is a reason why Tumblr loves Loki. Why couldn't you? <laughs> for like why a, couldn't you have capitalized on that? I mean, and they kind of briefly had like Al Ewing figured it out, but then like you know, I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. this whole rant could go on. So we have successfully ventured into your first session sure, with wings. We did it. You, you did I, very well. I ate, I, I ate wings. You did. Uh, so if we were to reverse roles down the line and do another episode where I experienced something food wise, what would what would you think that would be? Because <laughs> we have done some exotic French food in our <gasps> con going right. days. Oh, my God. I have the greatest picture of you looking vaguely memor- like mesmerized <laughs> by a charcuterie plate. <laughs> Yeah, that restaurant's a... closed. Really? It closed down. Oh my god! I know. I'm Why? so devastated. My was... favorite restaurant in San Diego. They closed about a month before San Diego Comic Con last year. Oh jeez! So didn't get to say goodbye. Rest in peace. I know. Yeah, we had a lot of memories there. The <laughs> cheese, the cheese plate blew me away. A lot Ooh, of stuff going on. There. I know what I would want to do. We should go to Morimoto. What's that? Morimoto is like a snake place like you go and eat snakes sushi it's sushi oh god morimoto is he's an iron chef mm. and um his restaurant is amazing i every time i've been there it's been like new york city dinner theater there's been some sort of like gossip girl drama situation <laughs> real housewives of manhattan thing going on at the table next to you it's just and then i stroll up with my flat brimmed hat and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> superhero t-shirt and we sit down yeah uh, I don't know. Do you like sushi? I have had it once. It's Amanda's like favorite food uh-huh. outside of Indian. Okay. Um, but I don't know. When we first started dating, I tried it, but then after that, I never did. Got it. We will we'll invite Amanda too because it she sounds like she that. would be pissed if you oh went god. to Mormoto without her. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I would be. It would be game over. Yeah. For me. There would be no more episodes. <laughs> Sleeping on the couch for life. <laughs> Thanks to Tia for coming onto the show to try something I love, Korean fried wings, and I think it's obvious she's a fan for life. Also, uh, Amanda, my lovely wife, would absolutely kick me out of the house if I did a faves episode on sushi without her, so uh, that idea is most likely out of the question. While I have you here, the season feels like it just started, but it's wrapping up soon. It's not going to be a long season, Uh, so if you have questions or comments for Amanda's my wife's parenting and marriage episode. Be sure to email favespod at gmail.com to get your letter in before we record or tweet favespod on Twitter. You're running out of time. It's soon. If you've been meaning to do that, do it right now. Real quick, if you're listening to the show right now, you enjoy it. Remember, you have one job. Share a link to this episode. Retweet it. Share it to IG from Spotify. uh, Share it on IG, whatever. That really helps spread the word of the show a bunch. And um, I'd appreciate it. Goodbye.